welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Moms, wherever you are in your parenting journey, or however you became a mom, we want to come alongside, addressing your questions and concerns with helpful insight to lighten your load as we dive into the reality of parenting. We are your co-hosts, Cheryl and Ellen, and we want to share practical answers, but our goal is to have relevant discussions that give you heart and strengthen you both today and for the years ahead. So join us now at the TPP table as we share together, helping you flourish and bringing your heart hope. Welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Listeners, we're glad you're here. We have Danae and Ellen, and I'm Cheryl. How are y'all doing today? We're good. I'm feeling a little bit uh, stressed. I'm registering for my summer classes. Uh, And, you know, they have this little bitty window. My cohort and I are trying to get in the same classes. And so... (laughs) I, so tell them, because I know what you do, but uh, tell them, yeah, so tell those about yourself. Thank you. Um, I'm in grad school and with the Townsend Institute. I'm getting my degree in uh, mental health counseling. Online. Oh. It's online. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, how has that messed with your life? To have to, <laughs> I love at it. this age, at this age. Now, are the students 20-something, or do they tend to be a little older? Mm-hmm. Or just what? What's yeah. it like? Uh, so I'm in a cohort with five others, and they're all in their twenties. I think the oldest is thirty. And I had mentioned in another podcast, I think the one on friendship, that I had reached out to another classmate. Yeah. yeah. That was a, around my age, so we could sit and talk about <laughs> how it is for us. But the funny thing is, is now I have finally given in that I need readers. And so they're all (laughs) over my house. (laughs) And I also just bought a stand. It's a portable stand so I can put my big, heavy Mm -hmm. textbook in it. And it will stand up because I was holding it and getting a crick in my neck. And because they're so heavy, I don't know how many pounds, 30 pounds or something. Um, So I have my readers on. I have my textbook standing (laughs) up. I have to get up and make sure my lower back. Oh, man, I'm sounding really old. But the one great benefit to going to this degree at this time in my life is I realize I have a lot of experience in life versus someone younger, you know, Uh to be a counselor. You know, you've experienced Mm -hmm. a lot of the different things you're learning about, or you know, someone who's gone through something like Mm -hmm. that. Whereas when you're still in your 20s, it's all um, theory. Thank you. That was what we're looking theory. for. Theory. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I really enjoy what I'm learning. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. What's something that you've learned recently that you could share with us? <laughs> I don't know if you want to know this, actually. What popped in my mind is, you know, a lot of our population in America struggles with depression mm-hmm. and with anxiety. It's about 20%. Wow. Not just being a little depressed, but actually, actually struggling. Like a depressive mood disorder, anxiety disorder. And of course, all the lockdown and COVID. Yes. Anybody who had a little bit of anxiety now has a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. So for our dear listeners, mm-hmm. people that are here, mm-hmm. would you encourage them to go get help? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Go to counseling. Going to counseling five years ago really changed my life in finding the support and having someone with a professional counselor that had the insight into what I needed as, you know, a mom, as a, a woman, as a daughter. Uh, yeah, really changed my life. That's good. Also, at a minimum, go to your doctor and yeah. just find out if there's anything off mm-hmm. and listen to them. To, if definitely. you're not going to get into counseling, mm-hmm. at least speak to someone that might be able to give you some perspective like that. That's a great start. In fact, that's something I'm learning, that to have that reciprocal relationship with your a mental health counselor and a doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. Start there excellent. and then really reach out. To a support system. Yes, mm-hmm. a good support system. Yep. That's excellent. Well, we've got questions here from moms. You want to dive into that for Let's today? Let's do it. Um, okay, have a mom send us a question about her teen. Okay. My teen has trouble keeping her room clean. I supervised, and their room was clean while they were growing up. I used to get upset every night when it was time for bed and her room was a pit. Others are telling me it'll affect her life as an adult if her room is always a mess. How important is this? Several issues going on there. Well, let's just say that I am a functioning adult with a somewhat clean house, and my room was a fit. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, my best friend in high school, we had this deal that she would come home with me and I would make her dinner and she would clean my room. It was amazing. <laughs> so well. Yeah. I didn't know that. She doesn't still live with me. So. <laughs> That's really great. So the first thing is, Mom, the two things aren't correlated. Right. And um, in our family, because our kids shared rooms so much. And because they always said the other person's the messy one. <laughs> and so we will find out from that. <laughs> we'll find out who the messy one is. Well, I was going to say my my kids, our kind of rule was you don't get to do anything until your room's clean. You don't get to leave the house with everything all over. So I know a couple of my daughters always talk their friends into helping them clean the room mm-hmm. so they could get out of there and get going. And, mm-hmm. you know. And... uh Talk about my role as a parent. My job was to teach them how. Right. And to show them. And so when they were growing up, we did practice it, and they knew how to do it. We've talked about chores before, but the life skill of how to clean Mm -hmm. and to keep their room. Um, And then as ours got into teen years, Bill and I felt it was part of the releasing process Mm -hmm. that at a certain age, we said, okay, You can keep your room the way you want to. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be an adult in a few years on your own, going to college or whatever. You have to make your decisions. Mm -hmm. And so it was just part of our releasing process. And Bill told me that's why we have doorknobs. (laughs) So we can close the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was left up there. The one rule was no food. Please don't Mm -hmm. let food stay in there. That would be the one problem. And then sometimes if we're having people come visit or at a certain point, mm-hmm. we would say, okay, we need to clean it up now because we have guests coming for it to be hospitable to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What did you I was going to say, I was pretty intolerant of messy. Um, you know, that to me was really important that the house was picked up and tidy. And, you know, you can come to my house now. It's that way. There might be dust, mm-hmm. but it was always picked up and tidy. So it was... Um, 
It was an important thing for me there we go. to make sure that before a kid left the house, uh, like if they're going to go out with their friends or something, that their room was picked up and tidy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so children are just born certain ways. We had one kid that was, you know, probably what you would call a messy by nature. And she was probably the hardest one to help keep her, her room clean. And even it spilled over into her car, too. But now she's a wonderful homekeeper. Her house is always beautiful. You know, but I think, Cheryl, you, you hit the nail on the head. We have to teach our kids the skills. Yeah. yeah. Because that's important. Because I can remember, you know, um, as a military wife living in base housing, having some of the younger wives come over who were, you know, college educated, but they didn't even know how to wash their laundry. They didn't know how to do really basic things around their home because their parents always did it for them. And that puts your kid in a negative place, in a place of frustration. If they know how to do stuff, that's what my daughters had said to me, you know, because we knew how to do things when we became wives and new moms, it wasn't as hard. Yeah. Because we already knew how to kind of cook. We knew how to maintain a house. So adding a baby to that didn't make it that hard. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because my kids, some of having roommates, they've been surprised at what you're saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have all the skills. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, again, it doesn't matter. They can do what they want, mm-hmm. they, but they know how. So I have some that you would call messies. Mm-hmm. But if they need to, they know mm-hmm. exactly what to do to clean. They know how to handle it, mm-hmm. and they're going to just, again, they're going to have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Ellen, can you remember back to maybe a specific story about when it was harder? Because right now it sounds like you had a oh, system, yeah. and it yeah. always worked perfectly. <laughs> like, so, no. you know, because the emotions get involved, right? Because we get yeah. we can get frustrated with our children. So. Can you give us a little more information yes, about I, how that I've worked out? I've my children tent living a few times, you know. <laughs> you may go live in a tent in the backyard. No, I mean, there were a, um, different children were different, but there were conflicts with the more messy children. Mm-hmm. I didn't have very much tolerance for that. It was like, sorry, go clean up your room. And I found an old apple in there and all these other different things. But I can remember one time. And and I know my daughter doesn't mind me sharing this, but I can remember one time with one of our messy kids, um, and she had her own room, and um, and in a large family that's a privilege. She had a little, yeah, sure. She actually had maids' quarters in the nineteen twenty housing that we lived in. Okay. <laughs> it was a little teeny tiny. It was as big as the, the studio we're in here now. Uh-huh. But she had this little room. And it was just always a mess. And I just, I, I had had it. And I was just ready to go in there and let her know, I, you know, you got your own room. Why is it such a mess? She wasn't home. And I just remember the Lord said, go in and clean up her room for her. And I went in and picked up all her stuff, which I didn't normally do. I usually made my kids do it. Mm-hmm. And I picked everything up for her. And that was a really um, relational changing thing because I had a good attitude and she really appreciated it. It was like she saw me a little differently. And as I was picking up her clothes, I was appreciative about the good things about her. Mm-hmm. Even though she was messy, she had a lot of other really good qualities. Mm-hmm. And that was just, you know, one of those changes in my heart. It didn't change me from not 
wanting my kids to pick up their room, Mm -hmm. but it just put me in a different place, realizing, oh, this is my child, and she knows better. She knows how to clean her room, but I'm going to clean it for her this time. Well, I love that because what you brought in, it's so much better grace and love. And to do it and to interact with her with grace, because to interact with rules is pretty efficient, (laughs) but it doesn't build that relationship. So all the rules you ever gave your children, all that training, that didn't build the relationship Mm -hmm. the way love and grace will do. Yes, very true. And I like how both of you talk about the life skills. You know, I think as a mom, when we're busy, we have so much going on, we can let our emotions roll and be like, I'm I'm so upset because you didn't do what I told you to do to clean the house. And now it becomes personal. Mm-hmm. But when you, you can think about, this is going to help my child in the future if I teach them these life skills. Yes. It's not personal. It's not a personal affront when they don't yeah. clean their room. You know, so that can be separate of the life skills I'm teaching as part of my job. And then the other big part of my job is to have a a good relationship with my child. Yes. Yes. So one doesn't go out of balance. But the priority Mm -hmm. is the relationship Mm -hmm. while we're doing the other stuff. Mm -hmm. One of the funny coping mechanisms, I just died laughing. The first time I couldn't believe it. And then I've had multiple children do it because um, my kids who went to college stayed at home because they didn't want to pay somewhere else because it's mom's bed and breakfast. (laughs) So they stayed home. And then I would go so long without doing laundry. Mm -hmm. And I found out they would just buy more underpants and socks. No, (laughs) I've heard rumors of that. (laughs) What? <laughs> so they would just keep buying more so that they could go longer because jeans and you yeah. know, hoodie or jeans and a T-shirt can go a while. Uh, just... So even your well-trained kids. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure it out. There's no guarantee. You know, I feel like we talk about this a lot, that we can do what we think is best. Doesn't mean it's perfect. It's not always right. And trying to help them prepare to be out in the world and to be that adult that the mom asked about if she was going to ruin them not <laughs> cleaning their house. Well, Danae, what you're saying is our children are individuals mm-hmm. and they're not a chemistry project and they're not something in a Petri dish. They're not mm-hmm. dogs or horses that can be trained. And also so much of the training you do with those is behavior modification. Mm-hmm. And so there is a place where we do train. Here's where we sit. Here's how and what to do to clean. And so there's training, which does modify, but it never gets to the heart. Mm -hmm. And I want to love my children. So I care about their hearts more than anything else. And we used to teach our children. I mean, I was raised by grandparents. So these are people that were born in, you know, 1904. Mm -hmm. So they raised me. So it was pretty old school. But manners, keeping your room clean, were all courtesies to other people. Mm. You know, that was the way of showing appreciation to your family. When the kitchen's cleaned, then it's easier to cook in it. Right. When the laundry's done, it's easier to go someplace because you have clean clothes. And so helping your children also realize it's not about doing this task, that there's a bigger picture beyond this, Mm -hmm. that, you know, 
you can help other people if you're not having to spend two hours cleaning your room because you don't want to take 10 minutes every day and just pick Mm. up. So just, you know, helping them see the practical sides that, you know, it makes your life easier if you get your stuff done. And we had it that each of our kids had a laundry day when they got old enough that they could run the washer and dryer. I stopped washing kids' clothes. Mm -hmm. But if you missed your laundry day, you had to negotiate with your brothers and sisters. (laughs) You had to maybe go buy some (laughs) pants. So I have a question for both of you. Do you make your bed every single day? I have decided. Yes. I'm a naturally make your bed type person. Okay. I have been intentional about it, being widowed and living by myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like the hospital straight, everything corners. Mm -hmm. I just kind of, if it looks nice, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Bill was different because he would say, we're just going to get back in it tonight. You know, (laughs) I knew I'd like him. (laughs) But but if he made it, it was made perfectly. He would strip everything back and make everything straight. I go, no wonder you don't want to make it every day. You know? <laughs> right. So I just get through. But I decided it's a healthy thing for me mm-hmm. living by myself. Mm-hmm. If it sounds a little silly, but it kind of shows respect to me. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing like eating at the table, eating a dinner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll do candles. But sitting down and using everything for a real meal, sitting at the table, mm-hmm. again, I don't do it all the time. It brings a... Um, sort of a normalcy to say this is a quality life worth treating with respect, if that makes any That's sense. That's beautiful. It, it may be crazy, no, but it's beautiful. Um, I think it's healthier for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I didn't want you to ask. <laughs> um, a lot of times in the morning, I still have a big king bed. And um, I do have the pretty pillows in the back. So sometimes I'll just, the covers will just have been peeled back. And sometimes I'll leave it. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit of the opposite right now in my life where I'm like, I don't have to make the bed if I don't want to. And then it, most days, a little later in the day when then I've, you know, had my coffee and <laughs> done some things around the house. I'll um, come back and then make it. And it feels the same, Cheryl, where it's like, I enjoy mm-hmm. this room looking pretty. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time to make my room a haven. I have all my favorite colors. I have shells. And so for me to do that for myself, I think maybe th- it shows me the days that if I've gone several days without making my bed, maybe I'm not caring for myself mm-hmm. very well. That's really good. Yeah. It's almost wow. like you haven't gotten dressed in the morning. Mm-hmm. If that's how I feel if I don't make my bed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe that's well, the problem. I'm in my like, pajamas a few hours. I've, been, I've always been like this. I mean, my mother would show my room off uh, to people because I had a color-coordinated closet as a teenager. I'm, oh, and, on purpose, you on mean. On purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, Mike said, he, was, he came into my room, which, you know, was pretty rare. He wasn't usually out in my bedroom. This was when they were... Teen, we older teenagers. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I was like 17. So he came back in the bedroom when I went back there to get something, and he picked up something on my shelf, and I guess he didn't put it in the right spot, and I went behind him, and I didn't even know I did it, and I straightened it out, and he said, oh, yeah, I filed that away as, ooh. <laughs> that made me scary. Okay, but like we were talking about the two of us mm-hmm. as single women trying to treat ourselves Mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Ellen, because I know her so well, her keeping her room wasn't just a natural predisposition. So share a little bit about that, about your relationship to your mom and 
because we are so complicated. Mm-hmm. Because if any of you that are regular listeners, you hear, Ellen has a tidier life mm. than what I've had. Her home was run a tighter ship. Mm-hmm. But in this case, that's when we have to take the time to think of everybody as individuals mm-hmm. and realize they have a whole life. Mm-hmm. And they have hurts and they have dreams and all of this. And not to make a big deal of it, but sort of, Ellen, what was a little bit behind your color-coordinated closet and your perfectly don't-move-anything room? Well, my mother was very controlling. So for me, that was a way I could have a control over my own stuff. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of the reasons that I kept my things very controlled because that was the one space I had control of in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, of course, my mother liked it because she never had to nag me to keep it clean because that would be just something I would never think not to be tidy about. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes for me, making my bed is changed because now my husband works from home. And so he works in, in the office for the first time ever is in our bedroom, mm-hmm. one of his many offices. He has three. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I realized I used to get up and instantly make the bed. But then as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm just going to oh, get some coffee first. Well, then I realized, oh, it was bugging him because I wasn't making the bed mm-hmm. because I'd come back in and the bed would be totally made. Now, we don't put all the 20 pillows on, mm-hmm. but the basic things. So then I realized, oh, I need to be more cognizant of that because Mike's working in there sometimes. He doesn't want to look at, at 10 o'clock. The bed's still not made. So sometimes that's just a courtesy. But I mean, in all of life, we've all had, uh, the three of us have had large families. Mm-hmm. Making bed is such a minor thing. Yeah. But the deeper issue, mm-hmm. all of this just reminds me Listeners, life is complicated. Yes. We're complicated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Life is challenging. And that's why we need to take the time, slow down. For us as believers, our relationship with God is so important. And get good people speaking into our lives, get the help you need to process it. That's right. Yes. This weekend, I was struggling with something, and someone I'm very close to spoke into my situation and help me see what I was really struggling with was the fantasy ideal in something rather than reality. Life just takes a long time and the people matter. And and we live in troubled times. We've talked about a couple of hard things. I mean there's yeah. trouble everywhere. Right. And it's and it's heavy trouble, you know, whether it's in our personal lives or in the world. But let's find places where we can have joy. And just enjoy things because there is a lot to still enjoy. You know, and, sure is. and you know that wonderful cup of coffee in the morning that just tastes so good. Or looking out and seeing the flowers are starting to come out and the grass is growing. I mean, just the simple pleasures. I think sometimes we just get so bogged down with all these things we forget. There's a lot of amazing, wonderful things every day. Mm-hmm. And for you moms, those those people in your house. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. Great. Yes. So moms, we talk about the practical, we talk about the challenges, but we really do want to bring some joy to you. Yes. We want to help take off some of your burden and bring you some hope, maybe some practical ideas, but we do care about your lives. Yeah, really. And so if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to be in contact with you and look for other ways we can help you. So remember, hang in there, keep loving, keep persevering, because it's worth it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Parenting Podcast. We hope it was encouraging to you and maybe gave you some new ideas to help or just a little lift in your parenting day. Remember, we drop our episodes every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Like or share or leave your comments. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our website, theparentingpodcast.com, where you can find talk notes and other resources. And of course, follow us on social media. We're glad you were here today and look forward to next time.